Hey, and welcome to Epistle, a devotional podcast that goes through the New Testament one book at a time. We're going to pick up where we left off in Romans chapter 13, starting in verse 1. Everyone must submit to governing authorities, for all authority comes from God, and those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. So anyone who rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and they will be punished. For the authorities do not strike fear in people who are doing right, but in those who are doing wrong. Would you like to live without fear of the authorities? Do what is right, and they will honor you. The authorities are God's servants, sent for your good. But if you are doing wrong, of course you should be afraid, for they have the power to punish you. They are God's servants, sent for the very purpose of punishing those who do what is wrong. So you must submit to them, not only to avoid punishment, but also to keep a clear conscience. Pay your taxes too, for these same reasons. For government workers need to be paid. They are serving God in what they do. Give to everyone what you owe them. Pay your taxes and government fees to those who collect them, and give respect and honor to those who are in authority. We are coming back to a recurring theme in the sense that as Christians, we have been moved into the family of God from one kingdom into a new one. We belong to the family of God as his children. That's not fully realized until Jesus comes again. So in the meantime, while we're on this side of eternity, what do we do? What do we do in the meantime? And Paul tells us here that as we are still on this side of eternity, as we are still alive, that we have authorities that we must submit to. And that includes the government, especially the government. And if this sounds familiar, it ought to, because Jesus taught on this as well when he was questioned about taxes, right? When he was approached and said, who do we pay taxes to? And he says, well, whose image is on the coin? And we, you can go back and listen to that episode for further clarification. Paul is expounding on what Jesus has taught and giving us a little bit more teachings on what this looks like in the life of the Christian. There's a lot of hypothetical situations, a lot of what ifs, and what about, and why, why should we do this? And a lot of people raise questions about this particular passage, right? What if we don't like the standing government as it is right now? What if we don't like our leaders? What if we didn't vote for the people who are in power right now? What about leaders who are corrupt? What about leaders who continue to spread lies and false news? What about those who practice blackmail? What if people who got into power by uh, less than savory conditions? What about people who are opposed to what we believe? What about leaders who promote persecution and the opposition to Christians? Do we submit to government officials and authorities and figures like that? It brings us back here to the Ten Commandments. And this may like, what? Why? Why, why, about the, why the Ten Commandments? Because God tells us to honor our father and our mother in the Ten Commandments. This is one of the commandments. This is the first commandment with the promise that it shall go well with you in the land which the Lord your God gives you. This is the command that God gives us. Because uh, not just parents, but there are other authority figures in your lives as well. Parents start a long reminder of authority that is placed over us throughout our lives. In addition to parents, we have coaches, we have teachers, employers, governors, supervisors, presidents, prime ministers, mayors, and so on and so forth, people placed over us as authority figures. And it really speaks to sin here as well when we start to see corruption in the government 
above us. And I'm not sp speaking of any specific examples here, just in case you start reading into what I'm saying. Everyone has a sinful nature, and we've established that as we've looked through Romans, even those that are in leadership over us. And especially because they are in that leadership position, their sin becomes more evident, not because they sin more, but because being in the leadership position invites more transparency. As you stand in a spotlight, as you stand in a position of authority, you are held to a greater standard of accountability. So as you are in the transparent role and position, your actions become more evident to the people that are under you. So all of that being said, when God tells us to obey our parents because this is right, when we disobey our parents, we disobey God too. Consider the fact that as Paul writes Romans in general, that he is writing in a time where Nero is likely the Caesar over the Roman Empire. And if you don't know who Nero is, you can go ahead and find that out on your own. Uh, but just the, the long and short of it is that he is an incredibly corrupt, evil, mentally unstable individual. And as Paul, and not just Paul, but also Simon Peter, when they write their letters to the churches, they are telling us and instructing us that even under somebody like Nero, God still expects us to submit to the authority. So what do we do with corruption? What do we do when the government is less than savory? What do we do when the government is evil and seemingly opposed to anything that we would stand for and believe as Christians? Again, we're reminded of what Paul has already said earlier in chapter 12, where we leave the distribution of justice in the hands of God. We are also encouraged here to be a voice for those who are defenseless, those who do not have a voice, for those who are less than capable of being heard in whatever society we are in. We are invited to take care of whatever people may be less fortunate in your community. And Jesus promises us that there are people like that all over the place. For as long as there is going to be humanity until the end of time, there will be people that are less fortunate. And it is your job as the people of God to take care of them. It's also an invitation for us to pray for our leaders, to pray for those who are governing over us, that they might govern over us well. All of that being said, leads us to today's takeaway question. How do you see Christians contributing to society in a healthy and biblical way? Thanks for listening to Epistle. You can find, follow, and give feedback on our Instagram page at E underscore Pistle. You can find all of the episodes for this podcast wherever you get your podcasts, and please feel free to share them with a friend. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.